Here we go. Welcome back to Hawaii Real, everybody. I'm your host, Io Kehu, and I want to send a shout out to Hawaiian Springs Water, our beverage host for this episode. You can find them at the Amazon link in the description below. Great, awesome water. I gave my kids to Alkaline water. Gotta love alkaline. The best. The best. Mm-hmm. But bottled straight from the Big Island. People don't know. And I was like, no, it's like they just take it right out of the mountain, put it right in the bottle at the factory, and just like <laughs> right to your door. It's, it's mm-hmm. healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, today I have with me this cool artist, <laughs> Emily Carl. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. And you can find your stuff at emilycarlart.com. You can. Painting. A lot of great paintings. Do you only do painting? I, so far, yeah. Just painting. And your Instagram, at emilycarlart. Mm-hmm. Go check her out. Hook her up. It's great stuff. <laughs> and check out, I like, I like a lot of your beach scenes and stuff like that. Oh, thanks. They're just calming. Thank it's like, you. There's not a lot going on yeah. in it. It's just nice. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. I, I like to take um, pictures of Kailua Bay when there's Kona winds because mm. it's just so flat and glassy and, you know, rare that it's that beautiful. So that's the best time. <laughs> Do you do photography also, or is it just painting? Um, I dabble in photography. I would not say I'm a photographer. I mean, I just, you know, the iPhone does a lot for you. It does. Yeah, it's great. We it's like, like it. Color grading, mm-hmm. lighting, and all that. Yeah, just use your phone. Exactly. People are like, oh my God, you took that picture? I'm like, yeah, you know. So I thought you are kind of getting impatient over here when I'm trying to set up the cameras and the lights and oh, all no. this and that. And it's like. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a process. Yeah. Hey. I love it. I love it all though. I'm looking at the picture over here. It looks good. If you're not watching this on YouTube, check out YouTube because there's a listening thing mm. or audio versions of this. Check out YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. It's great stuff. Okay. Yeah, because I always want to make my guests look good. Appreciate that. And sunk. I need help in that area. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive into who is Emily Carl. Okay. Emily, where are you from? Um, I was born here, um, but we moved away... When I was little, maybe two-ish, I lived on the mainland in Italy for two years. My dad taught architecture at the academy in Rome. So that was interesting, being a little local girl speaking Italian. Um, and then after my parents separated, my mom my mom was from here. Um, we moved back home when I was six, I think. Been here ever since. Um, went to college at Boulder which was really fun. I think I I planned my classes so I could ski three days a week, <laughs> <laughs> and I went to school Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> what, what's around Boulder? It's, it's a great place up in oh, Colorado. Oh, it's awesome, yeah. yeah. Well, Denver's 30 minutes away, mm-hmm. and then, you know, massive ski um, hills are, you know, probably, I think Loveland's 30 minutes, and then um, the rest of them are 45 to an hour. Yeah, my mom just bought a place uh, this past year in Colorado Springs. Oh, nice. So she's like, she spends winters in Hawaii and yeah. then goes up to Colorado for summer. A lot of people do that. It's like, oh, it's really too hot in Hawaii. Smart. It's like, oh, okay. Bye, mom. Yeah. Colorado's awesome. I really liked it. It was fun. I but know. I was there for 10 years and then I said, okay, I'm going to marry someone and be here the rest of my life. I got to go. <laughs> like, I want to be back in Hawaii. So I made my trek back. <laughs> you don't want to wear a cowboy hat and boots? No. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with the winters. Yeah, snow. I mean, it's it's snow is fun to <laughs> mm-hmm. be in. People in Hawaii don't know. I mean, unless you've lived in snow. Yeah, 
it, it freaking sucks it to drive suck. in. Well, and just working. It's yeah. not like it wasn't college anymore. It was work. So I'm like putting on boots and then I have to put high heels on and, you know, just not fun. Yeah. You, you don't realize you have to put on all that stuff to leave the yeah. building. And then when you get in the building, you shed it all yeah. to be normal. Yeah. And then before you go outside. Yeah. It's like people, guys, you don't realize like you're in Hawaii. You just walk out. Exactly. Like, it's raining outside. You just walk out. You don't even need an umbrella. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Or just like even shoveling the snow, the ice off your windshield. Oh, yes. Just a pain. I used to use my, I drove up to Denver when I was in college uh, for a few days. But like just getting the, the ice off the windshield, I was using like my driver's license. I didn't have it. <laughs> I came from Las Vegas. I drove up to Denver. It's supposed to be beautiful weather and it was actually a oh, blizzard yeah. blew in. Yeah. And I got stuck on the side of the freeway. Oh, Everybody has, no. like the freeway shut down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. On I-70 or do you remember? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Up in the Rockies. I just pulled over from the side of the road. Oh my gosh. Everybody was just sleeping in their cars. That's not fun. No. I was wearing all the clothes that I brought. I'm and sure. I mean, <laughs> you could, that's not healthy. Like it's scary. It's scary I, I remember like turning on my car or my truck every couple hours or so blast the heater smart and then turn it off yeah so i don't die how long were you there on overnight, the side of the road overnight maybe oh my eight, eight hours or so and then they had they plowing the roads or something yeah then they plow the roads and then there was just kind of a light snow on the roads mm -hmm. so you could kind of still uh, you were driving on snow but i ended up getting back on the freeway and following like big rig trucks mm. that had chains yeah, yeah. So they're tear, they're tearing it up, and I was just like, yeah, uh, uh, drafts right behind them. Just well, not right behind them, but behind them enough so that you yeah, know, my 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 tires could get traction. Because I like I said, I came from Vegas. I was driving right. a pickup truck, no snow tires, nothing. You should not have been driving <laughs> over there. This is before the internet. Like you couldn't do like oh yeah, you couldn't check the weather in no. another city. No, just how did you do? Did that you have there? a cell phone yet or no? No, this yeah. is before cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Nokia and stuff like that was just coming out. Yeah, yeah. I had one that cost, I think, $1.25 every time I made a call. <laughs> yeah. But texting was free. Remember yeah. texting was free and then you had to pay for texting? Yes. And yes. then it became free and now it's just like normal. Yeah. Everybody texts each other. And you had to go other. ABC to what, get to the C, like, you, you yeah. know, because yeah. it was yeah. all in one. <laughs> it was so bad. It's like nobody texted back then and they were like, why are you texting me? Just call. And now it's the other way around. Yeah, now nobody calls each other. It's like you only call if it's like serious. <laughs> and nobody answers anyway. No, I'm like, I tell my kids, like, if I call you, like, yeah. can't use that. It's when you definitely have to answer. Yeah, well, like, dad something's calls, wrong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dad texts, you still have to answer. I'm paying for that. <laughs> Damn it. Do your kids have iPhones? Yes. Yeah. I haven't gone there yet with my son. It's just, it's the direction everything's going. He has it. So I ha gave him a Gab phone, which literally is like a Nokia from 1990s. <laughs> he hates it. Does he get teased at school? He probably does, but he doesn't tell me. Um, it only it, it does take photos, which are awful, grainy photos. Um, and you can text and make phone calls, but there's no internet, no nothing. Mm. So I don't have to worry about that stuff yet. But it's I know it's coming because he's like, can I please have an iPhone? <laughs> It, it, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just as parents, we just have to be cognizant and responsible and yeah. look at what they're doing yeah. and have the talk early on. Yeah. Tell the kids, hey, if you start looking at stuff you're not supposed to be, 
you're losing the phone. Yeah. Like the phone is a privilege. You don't have a right to it yeah. or anything until you start paying for it. Yeah. Prior to that, uh, if you're doing anything you're not supposed to be doing on it, we're taking it away. Yeah. Easy as that. And we have. Especially if the, like, you call them and they don't come or they don't listen or anything like that. It's like, well, psh, yeah. give me that. Yeah. Do Bye. they play games mostly on their phones and stuff? Uh, Now it's just watching YouTube yeah. videos and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. The YouTube videos makes me crazy. But they also go and Google a lot of stuff or ask Siri for a lot of stuff. So when I see them doing that, it's, it's like a whole nother uh-huh. realm of, is this how the future is going to be? Yeah. Because they don't even really type that much. Yeah. And they're doing their homework and stuff. My son will dictate into his oh. iPad and they'll type it for him. And he's talking really, really well and articulate, sure. and he's typing up some really good stuff. I'm just like, but there's dude, no typing. You don't know how to type. That's crazy. I never even thought about that. I don't know why. Yeah, but then it's like, well, does he even need to know how to type? Right. I don't know. They won't. I mean, the way banking goes, will they know how to have? Do they have to have a signature? Like, will they have to sign stuff? Oh, they don't even teach cursive anymore. Yeah, that's out the window. Yeah. So, do they need to? Or is it just going to be like third grade? My son's name is Logan, so just the big L. <laughs> I guess that's like, that'll be when he's 30. It's a nice the crayon. Big L. crayon. <laughs> totally. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's like sign. Just What do you mean sign it? Well, just write it with your left hand. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just make it look like it's something. That nobody else can really copy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um is he d- d- doing distance learning and stuff like that? He did a little bit. Um, so they just shut down the school last week yeah. for like 10 days. So it wasn't too bad, but it was sort of um, abrupt, um, But which wasn't. I mean, he was used to it in 2020. So that was a nightmare. Poor guy. Because I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. And since it happened so quickly, the school just sort of sent a bunch of stuff with him. And I was like, am I supposed to teach you this? Are they going to teach you this? And then, of course, math. Like, I mean, at dinners, like, he'd be crying. I'd be crying because I'm trying to teach him one way. And he's like, that's not how they teach it, Mom. I'm like, what do you mean? This is the way you do math. Like, this is simple subtraction. He's like, and he can do it all in his head. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, write it down. Carry the one. He's like, what are you? So it was felt really bad for him. That I'm whole, not a teacher. Thank God bless them all. That whole common core thing. Yeah. They, they're dissecting how to how to do math in a new and fresh way. Yeah. And Which, it's faster. It is. Than how we learned, but I don't know how to teach it. Me neither. I am not a teacher. I remember my son could do like high number calculations in his head. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like in third grade doing that. And I was yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. I, I can't even do that now. <laughs> I still do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I still use all 20 fingers, yeah. you know? It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So it does work for them, obviously, but I just don't know how to teach it. Totally. <laughs> and then I, and then when they're trying to ask for help, I'm like, well, you know, the only time you ever use this <laughs> is in school. Yeah. So, sorry. And you have a calculator, you. so. Geometry is good because that will, you'll use geometry. Yeah. Like when you buy a house and all this other stuff, trying to hang a picture. I don't know. But and that's more fun. Algebra, yeah, never used it. Yeah, I was out of school. Calculus, definitely not. Oh no, 
I was in calculus for, so I had a hard time in math in high school. And then I had an amazing tutor. She was an amazing teacher. And she actually got me into calculus. And the first day of calculus, the teacher, I forget his name, he was like, so the number three doesn't exist. And I'm going to teach you. And I was like, I'm out. What are you be talking about? Like, it's right there. One, two, three. <laughs> so I, that's as far as I got. As I was like, what is he going to say next? The world is flat. Exactly. I was like, okay, I, okay. I can't. I can't do this. NASA's a conspiracy. We've never been to the moon. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> there is three. Or the, you have people that's like two plus, or one plus one equals three kind of thing. It's like, yeah. I don't, I, like no. I said, after that first sentence, I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Unless you're talking about something else besides math. Yeah. I'm pretty sure math is universal. And pretty sure three is there. I yeah. see it. I have one pencil. I have two pencils. <laughs> Add another one. You have yeah. three. It's like, okay. Uh, and so what high school did you end up graduating from? I went to Punahou. Oh, Buff and Blue? Yeah. Don't hold it against me. And what was your favorite thing about high school? Not Ooh, math, obviously. Definitely not math. Did you do art in high school? Um, I took classes, but I wasn't like, I took jewelry making, which was really fun. Um, and, you know, painting and stuff. Um, I, don't, I think my favorite thing about high school was just being with my friends. I mean, I was always in sports and stuff. So, um, you know, busy and all that kind of thing. So just hanging out with my peeps. That was the best. Well, when did you find out that you were really good at painting? I didn't, I, I still don't think I'm really good at painting. I don't <laughs> think, I don't think people, I don't, I don't think any artist is like, I'm so good. I, I haven't met one. I feel that because like, even with videography, it's, it's, it's a similar thing. Yeah. I mean, you know that you can do better and you know that you're morphing. Mm -hmm. My style has, changed and has definitely improved since I started and you know because you're continuously doing it so you figure out mixing paints and how to mix them on the canvas and you know what that does to the subject and the shadows and um but yeah I don't think I'll ever say I'm good at art <laughs> and yet you can go to your website and your stuff's selling for like thousands of dollars <laughs> so yeah it's not like you're selling it outside the zoo for no. like $5. <laughs> no. For the swap meet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got to be validating. It It is. It's so amazing when someone buys a painting mm -hmm. um, and really connects to it. I love seeing that. It it just lights up my day. What was, or like how much was your first painting that you sold? Oh, I think it was like $100. The very first painting you sold, yeah. you, you priced it at $100 and somebody was like, yeah. how long did it take you to sell that? Um, it was actually at Punahou Carnival. Oh, nice. And I think it sold before it went, it was like the um, the trustee night that they have and they, um, all of the hoities get to go see the art first and so it sold that night and then they put more out and then I think I sold out of my stuff Saturday, Saturday night. How much were they going for after the first one sold? Um, well, keep it's going all pre-priced. No, it's all pre-priced. So it was. Oh, just, it wasn't like part of the auction. Yeah, it's just whatever, um, whatever I priced it Got at, it. and they were smaller because I wasn't really doing big stuff yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the next one up from that was four hundred. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a good price for a painting. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of artists would just kill to have that opportunity. But, I mean, do you think it was also the networking through Punahou that allowed you to sell it there? Because you're selling to people that are kind of used to spending big right. money. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, their audience is tremendous. So it's very lucky that I was able to put my stuff in. Um, and last year, actually, could, because it was all online, it was even better because typically at Carnival, you know, the rooms, the our gallery can only hold so much art, but there's a lot in the back. So not everyone's art is always out there. Um, but online, everyone gets to see everything that you've put on. So, um, yeah, I, I did well last year, which was really great. It was nice. amazing. Yeah. Was that the first time they did online art? Yeah. And are they going to continue doing that? I know they're doing it this really year. Successful. Yeah, I don't know, um, like monetarily wise, like what the total is if they do better in person. Um, but for me personally, it was better. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's do online always. <laughs> nice. Well, you, I mean, on your website, you do online sales. Yeah, like I do. Too, right. So. Yeah, yeah. It's harder with you know like shipping and for mainline people and. You know, because I have to call and be like, okay, well, shipping's $200 or, you know, because it needs to go fully packed. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be protected. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to assume that, man, if you're buying a painting from Hawaii, you're going to pay top dollar for it to be shipped. Yeah. Yeah. So, but a lot of people, um, I would say the majority of my customers are from here, which is nice. Because there's a lot of people doing beach scenes or ocean scenes, you know, and so for them to like my things is is validating for sure what what uh makes yours stand apart from others like when you're talking about the beach scenes and stuff like that um well what i like to do is um i get really anal about my paintings and you know like i can see if if i've painted one line that's a little bit off and so I always have to, I'm always going in and correcting it. And sometimes I can, sometimes a painting will take me four hours and sometimes it'll take me a week and a half. Um, it just depends on, you know, like how particular I am at that time. Um, but I think hopefully it's the colors that I use and, and um, because I like to take my own photos and then, and sometimes I paint them or sometimes I just use the colors as reference that I think that helps connect people with my subject. So hopefully that's what I'm trying to do anyway. <laughs> do you just like to do beach scenes or what is your, uh, what are the other kinds of scenes that you do? No, so, well, I started, so I'm a big shell collector um, and I started painting my shells because they're just amazing little things. Um, and those sold really quickly. Um, and then a, a big subject matter for me is water and just how it moves and the light and the reflections or the refractions on the sand or, you know there's just so much going on when waves break um or if when it's flat it's just such a different dynamic um thing that i just i think that's what really drove me to want to paint full-time still water so like emotionally what kind of connection does that bring up and spread up in you when you're looking at these visions of the beach or the ocean or these little shells? It's all happy. It? It's all good stuff. Um, 
it it just evokes i think that warmth that you feel when you're standing on shore and and you're about to go in the water you know i mean i think growing up in hawaii there's so many of us that have that strong connection to the water whether you're surfing or you know a paddler or whatever um diver it's just such a big force for us so to try and represent it and to try and represent it as powerful or as calm as it can be um you know hopefully that's coming through in how i paint it and what people see what is there anything that you think is really intensely difficult about painting oh gosh or is it like being perfect or selling it i think it's you know we were talking about this a little bit before that it's like just having that confidence in yourself because i'm always when people say oh i really like this i'm like really are you just saying that to be nice you know people in hawaii are always so nice um so I think if you hear it enough to be like, okay, well, maybe I'll dabble and try and sell something. Okay, I made a few sales. Let me see if I can continue this. And, you know, but always sort of staying true to what I want to paint. Because once you start getting a bigger audience, people will start to um, chime in. I'm sure they chime in about your podcasts. And Don't have a big audience. Sorry. <laughs> You do. It's really quiet. I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> but people have opinions and, and it's not bad. It's not bad that they share it with you, but um, not being like when people say, oh, you should do this or you should do that. And if it doesn't resonate with me, then I tend to not go that way because I don't, you know, um, it doesn't. I know that it won't be successful. Um, so just trying to stay sort of true and centered. Sometimes that's hard. Well, what's your philosophy on staying true and centered? Oh, man. My philosophy. I didn't know. Go to the beach every day. Yeah, exactly. No. Just, it's amazing if I, if I spend a week and I don't get in the water, even if I just jump in, it doesn't have to be something major. I get so cranky. <laughs> and I'm pretty, it's like not so fun. So it's important for me to just like get in there and just take a dip and just sort of let it all go and release and feel invigorated. Um, you know, I think the ocean does that for a lot of people, but yeah, that, I don't know if it's a really philosophy, but it's something that I know I need to do just, and then I can kind of like, okay, get back to this painting or, oh, I have four ideas that I want to do right now. Um, it all comes from that source. Do you think it's like being out in the sun or getting in the salt water or just being outside and doing your own thing? I think it's definitely the salt water. There's just something about it. Cause I mean, I can go stand in the rain, be outside <laughs> <laughs> if it rains, you know, and it's just not the same. Even if it's cloudy, even if it's raining at the beach, if I get in the ocean, even if it's with my dogs, um, it's it just feels different when I come out. Yeah, it's not like you're going into a pool, no. like a swimming pool. Yeah, well, I mean saltwater pools too, but it's just something about the ocean that's yeah. different. Yeah, there is that 
and just feeling the rhythm of the ocean or, you know, um, if there's shore break or if there isn't just all of that plays a part in it. Yeah. Your dog's going with you. Oh yeah. What kind of dogs you got? I have a lab. He's almost 14, my old guy. And then I have a two year old golden retriever, Archie and Henry. Uh, the lab is a black lab. Both yellow. Yellow labs. They almost are the same color. It's weird. Like exactly the same color. But those are good like ocean dogs. For sure. Yeah. My little guy doesn't really know how to swim so well. <laughs> Does he have to wear a life vest? No, God. Thing? No, no. <laughs> I just let him go. Have, he's not very pretty. <laughs> uh, we have a family friends that um, they have a bulldog and they have a pool. And their bulldog just dumps in the pool and he just sinks. Oh. <laughs> like they got to teach him to swim. <laughs> Yeah, they got him a vest and everything so he can float. Well, I have short legs, right? He has tiny legs yeah. and his big barrel body. Yeah. And you think that would be like, oh, you can float. You yeah. look like a, like a, I don't know, big furry hot dog. Yeah. But he doesn't. He just goes down. Oh, no. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> Poor guy. That's pretty funny. Yeah. He'll sit by the side of the pool and like lick the water. Like just drink the pool water. He's oh, like, God. stop. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and he'll go and throw up. And then he'll go drink some more. It's like, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That might be a little obsessive compulsive. Don't know what's wrong with the dog, but he's cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he's Dogs cool are hell. cool. Um, you are a movie connoisseur you're talking about. Well, I wouldn't call it. I just watch a lot of them. Okay. I don't well, think I'm is a, there a movie? Is there a movie that you watch over and over and over again? Oh, gosh. I've watched Jaws. <gasps> I know a ton. That's insane. It's just dumb to terrify myself again and again. And the Jurassic Park movies. I can't get enough of the dinosaurs. Um, and Marvel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Marvel movies are good in particular. (laughs) But freaking Jaws! I know. What is wrong with you? I know. I cannot watch Jaws. It's so terrifying. I watched it as a kid, and now as an adult, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Because you don't see the shark for yes. like the longest time in the movie. Yes. That's and the, the scary part. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't see it and these people are getting whacked and killed and eaten. Yeah. I don't know what it, I, because I'm terrified. Dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. Dun, dun. But it's so good. Even though it's the fakest shark in the world. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's some scary stuff. Even when like he's throwing the chum in the water and you see the shark come out for the very first yeah. time. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was jumping out of the sea. I was like, oh my God. And I'm at home. We're watching on like HBO yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally scary. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I think I've al- I've always wanted to go swim with great whites. I mean, not out, but in a cage, just to be in their presence underwater. I think that'd be pretty amazing. I will hook you up with the Compass Travelers because that's what they do. They go out and really? swim with sharks. Yeah, he has a, a shark swimming with business. I guess that's what it's kind of referred to as. Yeah, but they go like. Jump off the boat. No cage, nothing. Just go nothing? swim with the sharks. Yeah. What kind of sharks are they? The ones in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whatever the hell's out there. <laughs> okay. But they say they swim like great whites and stuff. Really? Yeah. But they say like if you're in the deep ocean like that and you're actively swimming with them, they don't perceive you as prey. But it's when you don't see them, right? Isn't that the scary Well, yeah. Part? That's that's the... That's what he, that was his advice to not get eaten by a shark. Is oh, like, thanks. well, don't swim when they can't see you. It's like, well, how do you, how do yeah, you know that? How do you like, know? Because obviously it doesn't work. It's like, 
Surfers and bodyboarders are getting eaten all the time. Yeah, exactly. No, they don't get eaten all the time. Like, mm. They get tasted quite a bit <laughs> then. They don't get eaten. Didn't Disney have that movie with that girl that lost her arm? Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> she disagrees with you, buddy. <laughs> exactly. She wasn't surfing for very long. And yeah. All of a sudden, no arm. Well, I mean, I've been in the ocean where I have seen them, and they do just sort of come out of nowhere, and yeah. it's very unnerving. That's their MO. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, hi. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Because you kind of, I kind of, and he was kind of explaining this too. They're kind of like dogs of the sea, but I'm like, dude, I wouldn't go up to a strange dog. Dogs of the sea? How? Well, like their temperament. Oh. Like they can be like, not pack animals or anything like that, but um, um, they're hunters, right? So they can actually be very cool with humans or not. Right. I was like, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that with a dog. Yeah. I do find it amazing that the people that do swim with sharks. I find it amazing. Outside of crazy. <laughs> but then again, people jump out of airplanes too. So that's true. <laughs> I don't know. That's one thing I will not do. <laughs> I have not done that in my life. I'm not afraid of jumping off things, but out of a plane. Yeah. I, I give credit to all those people. Yeah, you're just trusting that parachute. Right? Yeah. Because they had the one out in uh, Mokalaia, mm -hmm. Dillingham Airfield. And I told my kids, yeah, I would love to go skydiving, but I'm not going to do it till I'm like 70. <laughs> when you're ready to when go. When I'm done with life. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> because like the plane crashed, that one plane yeah, crashed, like the took off and just yeah. bellied up and crashed and killed yeah. everybody on board. I'm like, yeah. see, look, they didn't even get out. They didn't even they get didn't out. They didn't even jump. Yeah. And then while we were camping at Camp Mogalia, you see how the parachute, yeah. the all parachuters come out and everything like that. And once we're in the beach and we're looking up and all of a sudden you see this no. parachute spiraling, spiraling down, coming real fast and just like spoosh right in the ocean. I was like, the hell was that? And my friend was like, oh, that was just like a, that was just a, somebody's cutaway shoot. And sure enough, so they had. Oh, there was no person attached another, to it. There was no person attached to it. But still, I was like, well, see, there you go. Somebody fucked up. That's a hard pass. That's somebody's life right uh -huh. there. Uh -huh. Have you ever bungee jumped? No. I haven't done that, but it looks, I would do that first, I think, before jumping out of a plane. I think I would bungee jump over like deep water thing. Yeah. Not like off a building or a bridge <laughs> or something like that that has rocks <laughs> at the bottom. Like, no, I don't want to die and fucking hit the rocks. <laughs> Somebody's got to come down there and pick me up. <clears throat> no, that's dumb. <laughs> Or the bungee jump where they like dip their, they like boing yeah. and they dip in the water. Yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah. No. <laughs> Guys are crazy. You would have like a five foot bungee. <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to jump. Yeah, I'll, it'll just be a rope. I'll just jump and just hang there. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll totally hang off a rope. I've done that, like cliff hanging and uh, climbing cliffs and stuff like that. Mm. But then you have those guys that rock climb without any kind of safety gear. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. You do you, buddy. Solo. Did you see yeah. that movie? Yes. So good. Dude, whatever. I know. People like are wired differently. Yeah. That's not me. That's that's crazy. I'm not wired that way. Say, like, no, thank you. That's like, I don't even know what to compare that to. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, you really just have to trust yourself, right? I, and and the weather and the wind. Yeah. It's like, pff, okay. Yeah. But no, I would not climb. I, can, I, would, I mean, I saw a cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone and stuff. I'm just like, no, dude. <laughs> he like lost his sister. You drops it, that guy? No. Isn't that, he was a rock climber. Yeah, but aren't they uh, like 
traversing across some, I don't know what, precipice, whatever you call it, and someone slips and he's hanging on to it, hanging on to the Probably. person and they drop him? Probably. Because the only reason I know that is because cause I never saw that movie. But I watched Ace Ventura when nature calls. <laughs> <laughs> and he does a parody of that with a raccoon. So there you go. <laughs> and he's like, no. Yeah. See, look, the rope comes untied by itself. Look, see? <laughs> the carabiner breaks. See? Yeah. No. I'm not going to rely on a carabiner. It doesn't happen. It's called a carabiner. Life, but whatever. <laughs> All right, and we're getting into some other <laughs> questions here. So we're talking about Jaws and movies and stuff like that. Um, What's your favorite movie? <laughs> my favorite movie of all time is Miracle, the about the nineteen eighty oh the hockey Olympic hockey team. Yeah, love that movie, and I've talked about it on so many of these podcast episodes because it's the best sports movie ever made. Period. No argument there. <laughs> you know why? Because. Um, they actually took athletes, the actual hockey players, and mm. made them actors oh, instead perfect. of the other way around. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like Young Blood where you have Patrick Swayze or right. uh, Mighty Ducks with Emilio Estevez who can't skate for beans and he's out there. Oh, he's a hockey coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah hockey's pretty special that way. Yeah, Emilio Estevez tiny. Yeah, it's like nobody would ever <laughs> believe that he's a hockey player that can play it professionally. I mean, there are small guys, but. Not immediately. The rest of it's small. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> That's a special kind of small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, hockey is probably I my I saw my first game, the Avalanche. Hmm. The year um that they won. The first year that they actually came back to Colorado. Which was oh, with uh, Patrick Waugh. Yes. Yes. I have an autographed picture of that. That was like ninety yeah, what is it? Like eight, ninety nine, somewhere around like there. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is the best sport to watch live so ever. so fun oh my god it's so fun have you seen other sports live yes what? basketball football tennis surfing <laughs> <laughs> but hockey hands down and when they fight oh my god i love it yeah like it's so crazy and you know guys you got to go watch a hockey game yeah uh, i mean vegas nights you know guys yeah. go to vegas just go to a night's game yeah Oh, it's sold out. There's a reason it's yeah. sold out. It's awesome. And any hockey game, if if you're not a hockey person, just go see a game because it's yeah. the most invigorating thing I've ever seen. And the closer you can sit to the ice, the better. For sure. Yeah. Because they're amazing. They are amazing on ice. Like you forget that they're on ice, but you're like, they. it's second nature for them and they're skating backwards and forwards and then they have to get the puck in this little net. and It's crazy. And how does that guy see through the Jason mask? Like, I don't get it. It's so cool. Just the smell of the ice mm -hmm. and the sounds of mm -hmm. the puck hitting things and the skate blades and everything. Going yeah. 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 And then like the roar of the crowd, just everybody cheering and yeah. stuff like that. And the gloves off fighting. Uh, yeah. Go to a fight and a hockey game breaks out. Yeah. Yeah. And the refs are just like, go at it. Let them go. <laughs> yeah. So I wish more sports would have fighting in <laughs> Settle so much. It probably settle. would. Just have like rules around it, yeah, you know? It's like, yeah. okay, football players, okay, you got to have one guy on one guy, take off your helmets. Yeah, no helmets. Go. Yeah. Or tennis or, players, that'd be amazing. Or maybe football, like leave your helmets on, but no striking. No, or, you know, let them mm. grapple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can you imagine like two 
like a defensive lineman and offensive lineman like grappling it It'd out. It'd be a whole different ball. Do like jujitsu and try yeah. to get someone to an ankle lock or something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you watch rugby at all? I, I started to. Rugby's pretty cool too. I got into sevens. Mm, I was watching yeah, rugby yeah. sevens. I uh, really like that, but I didn't understand a lot of the rules. There's so many rules. Yeah. Like they just blow the whistle. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. You're like, nothing. I didn't say anything different. And the whistle yeah. sound? Yeah, yeah. Or some weird thing like that. It's like, yeah. what is that? So, and you know, when they um, have a penalty or a personal or something, what we would call a personal, they get put into the sin bin, which I think is the most amazing name. <laughs> and it's literally a plastic chair on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. And so these huge six foot four, 200 plus pound guys are sitting in this little plastic chair in the sin bin. <laughs> it's so awesome. That's a great about hockey too. Like you can fight and they just so go sit in the box for a couple minutes right. and come back out. And come back out. Back in. Everyone's good. Like basketball, you get into a fight. Oh, you're a dick. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. They can't even punch. Yeah, exactly. For soccer, red card. Oh my God. Those guys complain more than anything. So like in hockey, I can understand the offsides because there's a mm. line on the ground and okay, the puck has to pass first, blah, mm. blah, blah. Soccer, I don't understand the offsides at all. <laughs> oh, when the defense puts his hand up, that's offsides. I, I, I'm watching it over and over again. I don't understand it. Or the best is when the defense backs up so that the offense right. is purposely offsides. They can change yeah. the offsides. I'm like, why is that allowed? Yeah, exactly. That's a dumb rule. Yeah. Watch hockey people, <laughs> and you'll see that that's a dumb rule. Marry yourself off of hockey people. <laughs> yeah, highly recommend going to a hockey game. So fun. Do you have a team, or do you still watch hockey? Um, I watch it if, if it, I ever see that it's on, which is rare because I don't look for it, but I still like the abs, of course. Yeah. The Kings. I don't think team. they're that good, though, this year. Are they? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get a chance to watch too much. It's a bummer. But yeah. Yeah. It would be fun if we had hockey games here. That would be killer. Yeah. I mean, we have the roller hockey out in Kapolei. And Ice Palace, well, the Ice Palace is still closed. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. I can't believe that thing they is still around. I had my 15th birthday at the Ice Palace. Yeah, it's been there forever. Um, it's amazing. I think same owners. But yeah, since the lockdowns, they just shut down and they haven't opened back up. Mm, I guess cold weather or people spreading it? I don't know. Anyway, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Have you been talking about a lot of that on your podcast? No, just, not really. Yeah. Because it's just like, eh. Yeah. Everybody else is tired of talking exactly. about it and hearing about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, we're kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many other things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Jaws. <laughs> Jaws. I don't <laughs> what movie were we watching? I was starting to rewatch Rocky, the series. Mm. Good. Such a, like Rocky 2 have you seen the movies yeah I, I haven't seen them in a long time I forgot how emotionally impactful Rocky 2 is mm. wait was that Dolph no no this was his rematch with Apollo Creed oh when they became friends no that's part three. Oh, it is yeah <laughs> so part so part one they Apollo right. he fights Apollo right. and it's uh, Apollo wins but it's like just by split decision yeah and then part two um, Rocky's going do? through some hard times and everything like that. Spends all his money, and then Apollo wants a rematch. Oh. So they have they train, has a rematch, and that's when Rocky actually wins and knocks him out at the very end of the got it the match. Yeah. So then three was Dolph. No, oh. that's four. What three is with Mr. T? Oh my god, I don't even remember that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> 
He fights Mr. T. He fights Mr. T. No. And did he win? Of course. Well, he, he fights him twice. Because the oh first time God. he gets like blasted in like the first round or something like that. Oh my God. I might have to correctly. revisit. I haven't gotten to Rocky 3. I just We just finished Rocky 2. Wow. Well, yeah. the first one was so good. Yeah. I still remember the egg scene when he's just like cracking all those eggs <laughs> in the blender. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> he's actually tanking all those eggs. I was like, that's <laughs> like, the grossest thing in the world. <laughs> Do people do that? It's all dripping on his uh, sweatshirt so and stuff. Gross. Like, Ugh. Yeah. Then he's in the meat plant punching the yeah the, the, the beef. Yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great movie. And what my son didn't realize, and I had to talk to him about it, is that Sylvester Stallone like designed and wrote the story. Yeah. For all of that. Yeah. He's like, really? That guy's stupid. I'm like, no, he's, he's acting really stupid. Yeah. Like, he's brilliant he's actually really smart yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah did he have like did he have a stroke or something is that why he's sort of like one of his you know talks like that i don't know you didn't notice his but, mouth well he's been like that forever well that's what i mean but did it was it just always like that he must have had something know. happen right because it dropped on his head i don't know <laughs> but i feel bad i am the law <laughs> I do kind of like the Expendable movies. <laughs> I don't know why. I think just because all those guys are in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just sort of fun to see them all, even though it's like... All those out, out of work, uh, uh-huh. old action. Like, let's make a movie because yeah. <laughs> we can pay for it ourselves. Action stars. <laughs> yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> this is funny stuff. So good. They're coming out with a new one. They're coming out with a new Predator, too. They are? Yes, they are. The one that after the last one with the boy. So this one, uh, yeah. So they're coming out with a new one, and apparently it's taking place in the past, like hundreds of years. Oh, in the past, not with the boy again. Not new, no, completely different timeline. Everything. Oh, yeah. They just change it up so much. Totally. Like they could do so much with those those kinds of franchises. Yeah, the first Predator was amazing. Yeah, I think I saw it. Did I see it in the Waikiki theaters? Do you remember the Waikiki theaters? Yeah. My yeah. all-time favorite. Huge. So sad they got rid of those. But they were so awesome. But Jesse Ventura with that Gatling gun. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Best line ever. So good. <laughs> do you think, do you ever think like, what is my audience thinking when you when we start to go off on tangents about <laughs> Predator, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, there goes you. He's talking about Predator yeah, exactly. again. <laughs> it's no, a I good just, movie, though. I just like, like, you know, crazy stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. I think, um, so I have to say, like, well, in high school, I think a friend of mine and I sat through Ferris Bueller probably an entire day, like five through five movies. We just kept sitting in there and sitting in there and watching it. And it was such that at the time it was such comedic genius. So good. It was really good. Yeah. Bueller. Good. Yeah. Bueller. Just all the little one liners in there. So good. What movie? Oh, yeah. I think it was Deadpool at the end of Deadpool or something like that. Mm. He, has, he has a Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. scene at the end credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. That's a good one, too. Deadpool. That takes all like the whole Marvel universe in a totally different direction. It does. But Ryan Reynolds you, you is kind of like, like that, awesome. right? Yeah, they can't all be goody two shoes. They try one. to, yeah, and then they're like, "No, guy. we're not going to make Deadpool." And then they go out and make Deadpool rated R, 
Yeah, and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. It was like the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. Like the first, even the opening credits, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> like, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, it was good. they did it. And they, they did yep. it again. And then they did it twice. <laughs> and now everybody expects like more. Yeah. So. Well, he's so good too, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. It's another genius right there. Yeah. So. You know who I miss is Jim Carrey. He was so really? good. Yeah. He kind of lost his mind a little bit. Did he? Is that what <laughs> happened? Because all of a sudden he stopped like, and then he went to serious movies, right? Like Truman Show was horrible. I don't know what that was about. But like in his early days, he was so, like his physical comedy is amazing. Mm-hmm. Just throws himself at stuff. The Mask was really good. The Mask was good. Yeah. Ace yeah. Ventura. Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Dumber and Dumber. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably his best. My sons didn't understand Dumb and Dumber. Why? Because we we're watching it and they're like they don't understand why they're so stupid. <laughs> like that's it's the fucking title, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, dude. I don't know why they're so stupid for. <laughs> and were they like sad? They didn't want to laugh at them. <laughs> no, I mean they they eventually started cracking up and okay. laughing at them when they figured out that hey, it's funny stuff. Yeah, Liar Liar was really good. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was genius in that one. He was genius. Like the elevator scene when he gets in the elevator with that lady. Yeah. It's like, Mama. But what was he? Oh, in Dumb and Dumber, when he turns, when they're in the dog mobile and they have the assassin guy with them, he's like, hey. Oh, yeah. You want to hear the most annoying sound? Have you ever tried to do that on your on your microphone? No. <laughs> it would make your ears bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Just blow out all your circuits. Oh, yeah, we need another microphone. But yeah, that's a, a genius scene too. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Really funny in the lack uh, uh, laxative scene when he puts the laxative in the coffee. Uh-huh. <laughs> the hot chocolate. Oh yeah, so funny. <laughs> so funny. Just stupidity. Yeah. At its best. That's what I can handle. Like yeah. like I said, I just can't handle the emotional stuff. It's too much now. I don't like how people get all offended and stuff with movies nowadays. It's like, oh, you can't put that in a movie. It's offensive. I'm like, dude, did you see what we used to watch? Mm. Like, that's not offensive. No. I mean, that's what movies are about, right? Like, when I saw Pulp Fiction, I was like, what am I watching? Like, the demise of (laughs) our culture. But it was good. It was so good. Did I? What did I? I can't even remember watching the full I, I couldn't understand when I first watched Pulp, Pulp Fiction, the jump cuts to different mm-hmm. timelines mm-hmm. and stuff, or people, or people, through. yeah, because yeah. it was it hadn't really been done mainstream before, so right. it's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, and then you're like, what? How do we go from John Travolta and what's his face? I just Sam, yeah, Samuel Jackson, to Bruce Willis and the French girl, like, and then the guy with the rubber ball in his mouth, like, how do we get here? <laughs> <laughs> how did this happen it's all tied in somehow yeah. some way some other yeah so good love it <laughs> but then he got kind of really dark like unnecessarily violent i mean not that pulp fiction wasn't but Quentin, then quentin tarantino yeah 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 i forget what the later movies were that i saw that i was like eh. i was doing kill bill yeah and then what was there was something after that that i saw that i was like well i, I don't really need to see the blood spatter heads yeah. rolling thing it's like uh, I think Kill Bill. I watched it recently, in the past few months, 
and it was just like cheesy stuff. It was like, I thought that was cool back then. What yeah. the hell is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, getting back into your art here. Sure. What is the future for you? What What is your goals for like the next five years, ten years? Well, I, it's interesting. I'm in this cohort with Rise White and we actually just did this exercise. And um, for my five-year plan, I actually want to be in a place where I can open up a, like a community art center sort of type of thing. Um, and I can picture it in my head. It's going to be a huge warehouse that I kind of revamp, call it the art barn. It's going to be huge and white with lots of light. And then there'll be different sections for different types of art. So if you're an acrylic painter, an oil, or um, if you're into digital art, you know, um, maybe pottery, I'm not sure because that involves a lot of electricity and heat and whatnot, but to have that be a, um, a business and then to, you know, any kids types of classes that we have for them to be free for kids. Cause I feel like, especially in the public schools, there's just not enough of it or they're not even exposed to it at all. And I think that there's so much expression in different kinds of art, not just necessarily painting. And kids can really find themselves through that journey. So I think it'd be, you know, and I know there's other stuff out there that does that already, but um, that's kind of, I had this like vision of like, okay, I really would like to make that happen. As soon as I win Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> Do they still have that? I think so. Oh God! I got an email the other day. Um, I mean, I just mean lots of money, but um, yeah, I think that would be really awesome. But I, I hope to get my art career going and to be um, just better known in the community, so that I can start working with people who can eventually make something like the art barn happen. Um, because that'd be kind of fun to do. Mm-hmm be kind of nice to have a I mean because I know that they do it at Linnea Kona for um, the I call it the Art Academy because I'm old school but what's it called now the modern Honolulu Museum or just Honolulu the Art Museum yeah the Art uh, Academy is now something else oh the one on uh, Baritania mm-hmm. no is it Baritania yeah King Street Baritania Baritania yeah and they own the building across and they do a lot of art classes there but you know, for a lot of people, they're sort of expensive and they're in the middle of the day. So, you know, not a lot of kids maybe can go do that unless they enroll. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my five-year plan anyway. It has nothing to do with my personal art, but it would be kind of fun if I can get that going. Just sharing art with, or the the making of art with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to be able to, it would also be fun to have like a, a roving bus or something that I can like, you know, go to, go to schools that don't have art programs or, you know, and just any kid who's interested. Cause you just never know what talent is out there um, until they're exposed to it. Maybe. I mean, there are those kids that are naturally they'll draw since they're two yeah, <laughs> and they're like amazing. And you know, you know, they're going to be fine no matter what, but there's a lot of people that won't even try it. Right. So that'd be kind of fun. I just I had um, a few weeks ago Nicole Naone, mm-hmm. a sculptor, and like she didn't 
realize that she had an artistic bone in her body until high school. Mm. She took like a sculpting sculpting class or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And it just like opened up all these doors for her. Yeah. That, you know, she could actually go to school for this and get a job with this and actually have like some kind of a career with that. Yeah. It's, I mean, because I didn't even think as an art history major, I was like, what am I going to do with this? I got to go into retail because I don't what job am I going to pay the bills. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And there's so much different stuff out there now with, especially with the digital art. Um, So I think it's going in a direction that is more inclusive, you know? Are you going to get into that? Like NFTs and stuff? I don't know. I think it's one of those things where like it's just a natural progression that I think so too. It'll be a part of everything else that artists yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would like to take a class cuz I mean, I don't I don't know if I could just sort of jump into it, you know? Um I'm shrugging cuz I have no clue. Yeah. Well, I did you hear about there was some like I don't know if she was 11 or 14. She one of her NFTs sold for like $10 million or something. Yeah, I don't understand it. I was like, what? It's like, who's Wait. buying that and what is it for? Right. That's like, the part that of NFTs I'm not really for? clear about. I mean, I understand from my understanding, and I'm trying to find a guest that knows a lot about mm-hmm. NFTs and have them on and like ask them all these questions and yeah. them explain it to me in detail because I don't freaking know. Yeah. But it's like um, because it can be, it can verify that that's the original and only copy that you can be connected to like contracts and stuff. It's like, oh, okay. Well, now I, I see the value in contracts. Sure. Or uh, club cards, right. for instance. Or, you know, say you have a barber and your barber has NFTs and you buy the NFT from the barber and every time you go, you just show them the NFT and you get your haircut. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That. Kind of starts to in more sense. practical use terms, right? I mean, yeah. Okay, that's a, that's digital practical yeah. image that means something, right? Got it. But this ten million dollars thing, like, what does it mean? Uh, okay, it's sold for ten million dollars, but and then what, what come al- what comes along with that? And then it just sits on your computer, like you don't even get to hang it up. No, and don't see it. Well, I mean, you can print it out, but yeah. still. <laughs> but a lot of them. I mean, I follow a couple cool artists on Instagram and. You know, it's all about the motion. I mean, that's what, you know, it's just the way that, like, they take little tiny balls and then they, like, create something and then it moves apart and then it comes together again. And, and you know, those kinds of things are visually stimulating, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't know enough about it yet to really have an opinion. Yeah, it's like, what does, I mean, $10 million is a lot of money. Yeah. Like, what is that representing? I'd like to do that. And then you have these people that just invested a lot of money into crypto and they made a lot of money on crypto. So they're just buying all kinds of dumb shit. Right. <laughs> and they're increasing their, like, uh, what is it called? Um, not not fake, but they're, they're increasing the value of things mm-hmm. without really value associated mm-hmm. with it to other people. Mm-hmm. It's like baseball cards. Like, it's only valuable to people that love baseball right. cards. right. It's not valuable to anybody else. Right. Like it's a piece of paper. Yeah. I guess you could say that with anything really, but. Do people still collect them? Yeah, I think so. Well, like they were saying NFTs could be the next iteration of baseball cards. You could make a baseball card as an NFT and yes, somebody else could have, you know, a copy picture Mm -hmm. of that baseball card, but Mm -hmm. there's only one person or however many people 
that they create is going to have that original NFT baseball card. And that can be worth thousands or millions of dollars. Right, right. And I go, okay. Yeah. I don't I, I got to, I feel like I need to educate myself a little bit on that. Yeah. So what happens when the internet goes out again? Or what happens when the electricity <laughs> goes out? Oh, no, there's backups for backups. I'm like, okay, okay but sure. there's an earthquake here. Kahi power plant goes out <laughs> and there's no electricity for three days. You're going to use your NFTs to buy stuff at 7-Eleven? I don't think so. It's freaking worthless outside of Hilarious. like your phone. Yeah. I understand it has a lot of value there, but yeah, need money or guns. <laughs> Why yeah. guns? How do well, we go if you, if you don't have money or food and oh, you have I guns, you. you just, you, you take, you just take what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you should have guns to protect yourself. Anyways, the whole taser thing came about. You know? Oh, yeah. What has that been discussion been like? I, I, I don't know. I think it's just like, hey, people are allowed to go buy tasers and you have to go through a, a safety course or something. Do you know a lot of people that have done that? Nope. No, no, anybody yet. Yeah. Did they think it was going to be like a big deal that people would like rush out and get tasers? I think so. And I think they were like afraid of it. I'm like, why are you afraid of tasers? Like, You had to get tasered. Yeah. Did it hurt? Yeah. Uh-huh. But as soon as they turn it off, I would much rather get tasered than pepper sprayed. Like uh-huh. if you can sell pepper spray to people, <laughs> you should be able to sell tasers to people. Sure, sure. Because pepper spray, in my opinion, sucks It's longer. a million times worse. Yeah. I get pepper sprayed and it's like on me for like two hours. Oh my God. And like, my, my, my vision was all blurry. Said, really? I couldn't drive. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. Taser, you get taser, like, ugh, you fall on the ground. Your <laughs> muscles are contorting and everything like that. And they turn it off, and you're like, okay, I'm fine. Really? And you just stand back up. It's like, woo, that was mm, But that was still not ride. very fun to do. No. I mean. Is it the things that stick in you? Yeah, those prongs. Okay. So you have to, like, pull them out. You. Yeah. And that must not. It smells like. Burnt flesh? Burnt flesh. Yeah, little chunks of fat still on the, because it's a barb. looks like at the end of a harpoon. Stop it. It like pulls stuff off of you? Totally pulls like a chunk of skin out. Oh, awesome. And you have this nice little hole in your skin. Oh my God. Okay. And they come up with like a little little, uh, alcohol wipe and they wipe it and they put a little Band-Aid on top. It's like, (laughs) thanks. It's awesome. (laughs) They're like, you did good. Yeah, pat on the back. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah. By the way, you'll probably be in pain when all your muscles will be in pain when you wake up tomorrow morning because you're like contorting. I mean, it's an electrical current, right? Yeah. So I always describe it to people as like um, electro electrolysis, the electrotherapy when you get injured or something like that, and they put those pads. Oh, the on e you stem things to or stimulate the yep. muscles. And yep. Like, I had that. Sh- yeah. Sh- 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 like that, except like a hundred times faster. Like because it just and everywhere it cramps. Um. Yeah, pretty much, because it cramps your muscles with every jet of um, electricity. Oh my God. So if you can imagine your muscles cramping all that everywhere. fast. No. Yeah, so you can't move. Yeah. So it's like the bigger the person or the more muscular the person, the more it works. But So are, are officers sort of happy about that? Like if more people have tasers than guns, is that an opinion or not really? Uh, you know, I don't know. Too soon. Yeah, too soon. Because the other thing with tasers is like it's a one-shot thing with the civilian ones. So if you miss, uh, well, shit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You can't. It keep needs sh- like. Oh, because two- you need to put the stuff back in. 
No, the two prongs yeah. connect the current. Got it. And cause the muscles to contract. If it's just one prong, you're going to get pain in that one area, but oh. it's not going to cause your muscles to contract. And, and you in, have to be what, within four feet of somebody? No, they fly out like 10, 15 feet. Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You can be quite a ways away. Interesting. Yeah. But it's like, what are you going to do with this? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you're not going to walk around with it. I don't know. You could. You could put it in your purse, I guess. <laughs> How big are they? Like the size of a pistol? Um, a little bigger than your phone. They're thicker. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably won't run out and get one. I don't... Yeah. But it's not like the movies where like people get jabbed with a taser and they pass out. It's like, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Why are they passing out? Like nobody passes out. Do they fall over? That. Oh yeah, you totally fall over. Oh, you do? Yeah, you're done. Okay. Do you like poop your pants or anything? <laughs> if you do, it's because you had to poop <laughs> beforehand. So if you just go to the bathroom first. Because that has happened. That has happened. Not in like a training scenario that I know of, but on the oh. road it has happened where a dude gets tasered, and the next thing you know, you got to take him, get him hosed off. Oh, <laughs> it's like well, that would be awful. He was probably running from you guys because he had to use the bathroom. <laughs> like, he should just said that. I have to use the bathroom. Yeah, just <laughs> don't taser me. Because that's different. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll just take you to the bathroom. I'll you know put my foot in the door so you don't shut the door or something. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, once they mess their pants, yeah, it's a whole another ball game right there oh my gosh yeah on that note <laughs> thanks for coming in <laughs> that's amazing yeah it's so fun to have this little gear set i'm thing. happy you shared that with me all right well it's been so fabulous having you Thank on and you talking so much i'm so glad that you're able to go off on tangents with me and you're so comfortable with that yeah it was so much fun <laughs> It literally flew by. Yeah, it did. It I did. was like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I don't, can't be put on the spot. Dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, we talked about Jaws. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Love it. And hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, again, everybody can find her at Emilia Art. Emily. Emily. But Emilia. I can be Italian today. That's Emilia. fine. I love, I love being Italian. <laughs> oh, what was that movie? Uh, Emilio. Night at the Roxbury. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're yeah. going deep. Yeah. That was a great scene. Love that scene. Oh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> don't even get me started on Will Ferrell. I know. It's just all, Amelia. <laughs> all right. It's been so awesome. Thank you on. so much. It's been my pleasure. So much fun. All Appreciate right. it. It's awesome. Thank all right. you. And as always, stay happy, Hoy. <laughs> <laughs> now you can look at the camera. Okay. <laughs>